Welcome to a special edition of Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community. Muse is 40 years old and we celebrate by visiting with those members who have participated and led the organization over the years. Enjoy these memories. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. Today, I'm pleased to welcome a guest that is helping us celebrate 40 years of Muse. Join me as we talk to Anne-Marie Herrera and learn about her experiences with Muse. Anne-Marie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, TJ. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first became involved with Muse. Well, I have an interesting journey. So I started as a customer. I was working at the time at St. Joseph House System, which was a house system made up of 12 hospitals. And that was back in 1984 uh, when I started there. In 1996 is when I first got exposed to Meditech. The organization made the decision to implement Meditech in all of their hospitals. I headed up that strategic initiative for the organization and we implemented, I think it was a total of nine to 10 hospitals by 2000 to hit the Y2K goal. And that was my first introduction to Muse. I attended Mm -hmm. the Muse um, conference in 2000. Wow. So you've, you've been at it a long time. That's great to hear. I have. And you talk about memories. A um, couple of things that I can tell you. My initial impression of Muse was there's lots of customers with a lot of ideas, a lot of issues, and, you know, just a really interesting experience that first time I attended the uh, new Muse member committee meeting, whatever it was. And uh, I remember just a lot of excited people there. But I, I knew I wanted to be a part of that organization. And and that was my first exposure to Ellen as well. And I'm, I'm convinced he was a comedian in a previous life. <laughs> but as a customer, I was really able to get involved with Muse on a couple of uh, levels. One is that, you know, I, in 2005, presented our journey with clinical transformation at St. Joseph Health System. We called that Initiative Care Redesign. I was lucky to present with our um, clinical informatics person, Michelle Woodley, and we co-presented and both got invited to go to Muse UK in Manchester, England to present because we were Mm -hmm. the IEE winners for that year. So that was a great experience. A funny story there is that I didn't realize they called their physicians consultants. And so we we (laughs) talked about our core team being made up of internal staff and consultants. And somebody asked us how many consultants did we use? And we gave them the number and they couldn't believe that the consultants could leave their patient care for that long a time. And we were confused (laughs) by that comment. And finally, after about five minutes of confusion, we all realized that what they called a consultant, we called a consultant something different. Exactly. Yep. I made that same mistake. And, and they were talking about the theaters being their OR rooms. And I, I thought they were going to the movies. So it's interesting how that <laughs> loses translation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then in 2007, again, I was still in my customer role. I was one of the presenters at the uh, San Diego Executive Institute. They had that in San Diego. And it was, um, I put together a session called Got Strategy. And it was really talking about the importance of the IT organization being aligned with the organizational strategy. Um, And so that went really well. So the following year, they asked me to come back and facilitate 
the CIO conference and I created sort of this workshop kind of environment where I gave everybody a role and we went through a process of doing strategic alignment and prioritization. And that really worked out well. And interestingly enough, When I went into my vendor role, I went to go visit a CIO who had participated in that session in 2008. And now we're in 2019, walked into his office and he had on his um, computer my presentation from 2008 and told me that he used it all the time. Wow, that's cool. So that was kind of exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. So then when I went into my vendor role, I moved from being a customer and, and went into consulting. I started off with uh, Lidos Health and it eventually went from Lidos to Etain to Experis. And that's who I work for today is Experis Consulting. And I've been with the same organization. We've just like many organizations have, have either merged or been acquired and uh, I am the VP of Meditech Solutions for that organization. And we are a certified consulting organization, very committed and dedicated to the Meditech market. And in that vendor role now, I was able to be a keynote speaker for the Muse Executive Institute back in 2014. And then between 2015, 2019, I was CMC commercial member, committee member. And then in 2022 and 2023 this year, I've been helping out with crafting the framework for the Muse Leadership Summit. So I feel like I've been very fortunate to have been able to be very active with Muse. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, anybody that's been around Muse has definitely heard your name and, and seen you on the committees and seen your presentations. So it's, uh, it's really neat to hear your journey along the way on, on both the commercial member and the uh, facility member side. So thank you for sharing that. So just kind of a hypothetical, Anne-Marie, but, you know, if Muse wouldn't have existed, what do you think the Meditech landscape would look like and, and what would be different about your career? Well, I do think if Muse didn't exist, it, it there would be a gap because I think there's such value in bringing together customers to share their stories, their journeys, the lessons learned. It's also a great environment to bring in subject matter experts, industry experts, again, to impart a lot of knowledge. So I I feel that Muse plays a critical role. I personally don't think I would have as enriched of a career as I've had. I got to tell you, working with the CMC and the Muse board, Mm -hmm. that was a great experience for me. Uh, The one thing I was so very impressed with is that here I was in a committee, was a member of a committee with with competitors, people that we directly compete against in the market. And yet, Honestly, we all left our badges at the door. We came in. We were a very cohesive, collaborative group that had a mission to really make a difference for Muse, for its members, for the commercial vendors as well. And so that was, for me, one of, I would say, a career highlight for me, working with all of those great folks and the board. So I do think I, you know, again, I probably never would have gone to Manchester, England if I had not been part of Muse. And it forced me, I, I, I don't like to get up and speak, but it has forced me to get up and speak many, many times with Muse. And so I think I've had a much more richer career because of Muse. Well, great. That, that's wonderful to hear. And I, I, I carry that same sentiment right along with you. And, and I can tell you from our side, from being on the receiving end of your work on both the commercial member committee and all your presentations and everything, it's, it's been a joy on this side as well. So we appreciate that very much. No, thank you. 
So as we kind of wrap up here, do you have any final best wishes or anything to wish Muse as they head into their 41st year? I do. I mean, I wish them to continue to grow and thrive, evolve into into the organization that I know that, you know, in talking with Ellen, another funny story, when I first started to go to Muse, I I felt like I was, you know, more at a senior level position at St. Joseph House System. So um, when I would go to Muse, it felt like it was more for the end user, you know, lots of great sessions for end users, not a whole mm-hmm. lot for leaders. And right. I remember I went to Ellen and said, you know, you really need to come up with a track for leaders. And mm-hmm. I said this, this to him a couple of times, you know, um, over the years. And he finally turned to me and said, do something about it. And so <laughs> I, 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 and that's where I got involved with some of those presentations I mentioned to you, but I really want to continue to help Muse continue that journey because I believe is I have an opportunity to work with different leadership teams throughout the country, even in my role, when I was on the customer side it is so important for IT to really be aligned with their organization to make sure you're focusing on the right things, making the right investments, you know, leveraging those investments you have made. There's just so much that I think Meditech, the software, the vendor can do for their customers and, and Muse is so much a part of that as well. And so I just really hope that Muse continues to evolve into that type of an organization that not only gives equal value to your end users, but to leaders that really need the support as they try to deal with all the healthcare challenges we all are dealing with. Well, great. That's that's a, that's a great summary there. And I'm excited to see the upcoming leadership track and, and see what that's all about. And I'm glad to hear that you're involved in that. So So thank you so much for your time today. And thank you so much for all your volunteering hours over the many years of Muse and and everything you've contributed. We appreciate your time. Thank you, TJ. You take care. Bye-bye. Great Muse memories. You can enjoy this next interview too. Today, I'm pleased to welcome a guest that is helping us celebrate 40 years of Muse. Join me as we talk to Kara Weinstein, and learn about her experiences with Muse over these many years. Carol, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, TJ. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit about how you've been involved with Muse and you know anything that sticks out as far as you know any memories that you want to share or the different roles you've had or, or how it's transitioned as over your many years of volunteering for Muse. Great. Thanks, TJ. Well, I guess I started with Muse about 20 years ago. I was working for the Valley Hospital in Ridgewood, New Jersey at the time as an applications analyst. And that was back in the days of the old regional system. So I had gone to a couple of regionals and got recruited to join the board of the Eastern region and started with internationals at about the same time in 99. And my first international Muse was in Vancouver. And I remember Alan doing an absolutely hilarious skit that involve the Queen of England. So after that, I decided that's just got to be a lot of fun. And and, uh, I got more and more involved. (laughs) Yeah, we can't minimize Alan's wonderful openings to every event or webinar or anything that keep us in stitches. But it um, always fascinated me how he was able to top himself every year. Absolutely. Yeah. That was one of the highlights is just trying to figure out what they were going to be doing. And and he always left a hint. He always left a hint in the background of uh, of the program or something like that where what, what he might be doing. I remember there was a picture of a beetle in one of the uh, the Muse 
books or uh, schedules. And then we figured out that he was going to do some Beatles Liverpool skits. So, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Carol, what are you doing now? Are you still in the healthcare field or tell us about what you're doing? Uh, actually, I retired this past spring after almost 25 years with Valley, and I have been pretty much cruising nonstop because that's my absolute favorite way to spend time. So I've been on a cruise at least every uh, every month since I retired, and I look forward to that for quite a while to come. Great. Good deal. So kind of a hypothetical question here, but how would your career have been different or how would the kind of Meditech landscape have been different if Muse didn't exist? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I think probably the things that I liked best and I found most valuable with Muse was the ability to find other Meditech users sharing common experiences and find out their solutions. And sometimes just finding out that they were facing the same challenges and together we could convince Meditech that there really was a better solution or that we were all facing the same challenge. So the ability to easily meet and connect with people who were dealing with the same issues I was and therefore gaining more leverage with Meditech, I think was one of the most valuable things about Muse. I remember the old days when we used to vote on enhancements and Meditech would then take the top three enhancements for each module and and commit to working on them. But I found Meditech got more and more open over the years to listening to what we all would talk about it uses and actually, you know, the time frame in turning things around so that it made a difference to the hospital became shorter and shorter. So I think it became a very good relationship, very symbiotic relationship with Meditech and the users that they could hear right away what our concerns were and then actually take them back and do things about them. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. So Carol, I'll ask you, since uh, you're one of the, the volunteers that sticks out in my mind, that's probably done every single different role and been on every committee and helped with every, uh, you know, every facet of Muse that I can think of. What what advice would you give to someone out there that's, you know, considering volunteering for Muse or, or being involved with the committee or uh, uh, maybe even the board? I would say it's a great way to get involved. No question is too small to offer up. And it's a, a really good way to meet people that share similar interests. Um, and of course, it's very rewarding because you create your own informal network of people that you've known through volunteering. And so even if neither you nor they have direct experience with a particular issue, they've got contacts that now are your contacts to reach out to the right people to get more information on. So I think it's one of the best things I've ever done. I certainly, one of the things I missed most in retirement was not getting to see all the friends I've made, both on the vendor side and on the uh, hospital side over the years when I retired retired right before Muse this year, because I was really looking forward to that, you know, renewing acquaintances and catching up with people. Right. Well, that's great, Carol. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you so much for your volunteering over the many years that you've helped serve with Muse and, and shape that organization. Any last words or encouragement for Muse as they head on into the 41st year? I'm just so excited to see where Muse has come from and where it's going and have a very happy 40 plus more years. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much, Carol. Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org to join the podcast forum and for information about Muse.